Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. I'm Chris Danielson along with my best friend and bride, and we are here as your broadcast friends, as your broadcast companions, to talk about lifestyle and the things going on in our world from a biblical worldview to help you, and I quote, pass the time. I'm good at passing the time, if actually. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the 31 minutes that is Friday's podcast, uh, the one just before this one. And Emily, you are good at helping pass the time. Yeah, in fact, one of my favorite ways to pass the time is to sit out on the porch. Yeah. And you've actually taken up that uh, culture as well. Yeah. You've adapted to the porch abiding culture i want to change that last little bit from past the time to something else because when i think of it i think of sitting out on the porch with a beverage just relaxing talking that's great yes and we don't have kids in the house anymore we you know we have a lot of things different than a lot of we don't have a commute our commute to work is 1.6 miles and unless there's a train or a stray tractor it's pretty event free you know it's not like the commute (laughs) some of you guys are going on so when you're on a commute or when you're busy you know there's a guy who welds every day at his job he puts earbuds in pulls the helmet down he welds all day he listens to the podcast not just this one but like seven or eight throughout the week and so that helps pass the time when you're stuck in traffic helps pass the time i get that yes but i think it would just be like a companion along life's journey we love being your christian broadcast friends that help you on you know fill in the time <laughs> pass the time during your life's journey so thank you for hanging out with us today well, pass the time really makes it, it means that you're having such a good time that the time just flies by yeah that's how you pass the time and so it can be something exciting but it can also be something very thought-provoking and i don't know what you know solitudinal is that a word i don't, <laughs> I don't even know that's a word <laughs> I'm making it up. I, that's I what I was doing in my porch time earlier today. I think that's incorrect <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't like your attitudinal. Yeah, I don't like your attitudinal. Uh, today we're going to talk about gambling. We're going to oh, talk fun. about making bets. We're going to talk about fulfilling bets and debts and being people of your word. Some people pass the time doing and that. And that's another way you pass the time. I grew up in a culture that was really... Everybody was drinking, smoking, playing cards, throwing dice. That's just the way we lived. My dad would come home. I would be five, six, seven years old. And we would see the the squares that he bought for the Vikings game. What numbers did he get? And if we hit, and I remember a couple times we did hit, he would get $100, which was like a ton of money back in those days in the early 70s. And, you know, the squares you buy where, uh-huh. you know, it's one through or zero through nine. Yeah, and, I remember those yeah. things my father always warned me about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my family demonstrated them for the whole f- neighborhood till my dad came to know I won the Lord. $100, hon, and it only took me $236 to win it. Yeah, what would be great is my dad would get a seven and a zero, which meant if the score at the end of... And then they did quarters, and then at the end of the half was paid more and at the end of the game. So at the end of the first quarter, if it was seven to nothing... You know, or seventeen to ten, you got you won. You won that quarter. You won whatever money was put up for that. And I remember the Vikings one time got a touchdown and they just needed the extra point. And our kicker at the time was a guy named Fred Cox. 
<laughs> and he nubbed it. And Aww. it's a very rare to miss an extra point back in those days, but he did on that one. And so we did not you get in the money. You didn't collect. All right. Yes. And Do I, not I pass know I, go. I know I was not more than seven years old, but I realized gambling's a good way to make a living. That's what I thought back then. And you were a child. You were an idiot. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, environment has a lot to do with worldview. And so to get a biblical worldview, the first thing you need to do is get saved, and which my dad did in 1978. But hey, here's the thing. I grew up around this, mm-hmm. and so I've kind of got a bent towards this. Um, I understand bookmaking when I was in seventh and eighth grade. I, I, I understand stood what it meant to, you know, when the casinos first started wanting to coming up in America, Vegas, uh, Atlantic City, all of those things kind of happened in my lifetime. Vegas was cooking before I came around. But Atlantic City really kind of took off after we were on the earth moving and grooving. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I think it was kind of like always there yeah. for me. Yeah. So gambling has been something that now in our culture has become so common mm-hmm. that most sports broadcasts, and I watch a lot of racing, hockey, and football. That is about the only TV I even consume anymore other than Christian television, which I mostly do online on YouTube or, or Vimeo or whatever. It is full now of gambling type things. So you're like, Chris, I got a sense you're about to go negative on gambling, yet you're setting this all up by talking about how pro-gambling you were all your life. That's the point of the story, is that even though I grew up around it, even though I've got a bent towards it, even though, uh, you know, when you get into the meat sacrifice to idols kind of conversation, it might be okay for me to maybe go to the card table and you not to biblically until you really stop and look at what gambling really is and for the christian gambling gaming whatever is something you should avoid are you saying i should never buy a lottery ticket i'm not saying that i think the bible says that I, and I remember the steps that happened to me in this process. One was that my family came to know the Lord. And my mom, in her Bible study, my mom sat me down one day and just started talking about how she just believes that Jesus wouldn't want us betting on anything. And I'm like, well, what about like betting, um, you know, a burger or something like that? And now all of my bets are, I'll bet you a steak dinner. I'll bet you a steak, steak dinner. I'm going to circle back to that in a minute. But that comes from my mom's conversation where, you know, it's about trusting God having faith in God and when he provides resources for you not to try to squander them in a game of chance so that happened and then the Powerball lottery happened and a guy won over 300 million dollars and he wanted to make a big donation to focus on the family do you remember that Emily I do yes and the and James Dobson said no anything that comes from gambling we don't want, we think God will provide another way. So he rejected a seven-figure potential donation to his ministry because of that principle. Right. That stuck with me. So then I started doing all kinds of research about gaming and gambling and different things. And I realized that even though I have a pre-bent towards gambling before I was saved, that after I saved, I've got this thing where I really want to shy away from gambling. Yeah. But I don't want to take every single form of gambling and turn it into that that's just not Christian because now you're getting into legalism. Like, for example, I'll bet you a steak dinner. I still find this to be a win-win situation. Do you know why? Because there's food involved. (laughs) Yes. You think that that's funny, but that's you you were making a joke, but that's actually part of the answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that when you break bread with somebody, it is something where it's, it's a very 
very cool thing that can bind human beings together, which is why when you go out on a date with somebody, you go out to dinner. Dinner and a movie has become that thing. In fact, the movie Seinfeld, or the TV show Seinfeld, actually turned that into a bit where that one guy didn't want to ask Elaine out. Instead, he just made a ridiculous bet with her yeah. uh, about the name of Richard Nixon, that is what was his middle name. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that. But anyway, he was obviously wrong. She was able to prove him wrong. And then to settle his bet, he had to take her out for dinner. Right, right. So, I mean, it's not like this is a new thing. But when you bet a steak dinner and you're having fun, you either get somebody to buy you a steak dinner or you get to buy a steak dinner for somebody. And I've had a lot of debt bet settling in that area that has turned into some outstanding fellowship and some incredible friendships over the years. There can be a lot of fun and just, you know, it's really just bragging rights. Is all it is because you both benefit. It's something you both want to do. Yeah. Uh, the hardcore, you know, money betting. Like no one wants to just give their money to somebody else. You know, what I mean? nobody wants to do that. But people do. Wanna... Let's not have you preach on tithing. <laughs> During Stewardship Sunday, we might want to leave the microphone out of your hands. For a silly reason like (laughs) that. For for a reason outside of their control. But the Bible actually warns us about that. I remember when the the lotto tickets were first taking off, and I remember someone in my family uh, had said, well, I got to win sometime. And it's like, no, you don't. Do you realize the odds you're playing? You know, you'll have to play a long, long time in order to, you know, guarantee you're going to have a two dollar win at some point. But the Bible warns us about it. I remember when the every once in a while that lottery gets bigger than it's ever been before, and everybody gets a buzz. And and, and the, then the phrase "you got to be in it to win it." Yeah, so if you exactly. Don't, you know. And then people who don't even normally purchase lotto tickets are sucked in. They buy a lot of t- lotto tickets as well. But Proverbs thirteen eleven throw this out in the middle of the mayhem says wealth gained hastily will dwindle yeah but whoever gain uh whoever gathers little by little will increase it so there's mm-hmm. a method to creating wealth and you don't get to bypass that reality and that's what the lotto and all that stuff does you're trying to bypass the reality of it and god's like it's not gonna work and and that has borne itself out just in the stories of the people who have won the lottery and where are they five years later a lot of them are just devastated i mean well the thing is is when you're gambling like if you're sitting at a, at a no limit poker table and you got a really good hand which and, i've never been there before but no go I'm, just, on. I'm just saying <laughs> and and you throw whatever the dollar figure is into sure. the middle yeah and it turns out that yes you win the hand yeah it's intoxicating. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's exhilarating. It's a high. Yeah. It is definitely something that you put right alongside drugs and sex and everything else right. where it's just really, really awesome. Uh, but the problem is, is that losing, especially when you lose the milk money, uh-huh. is is a thing. Now, there is a, there's a Christian guy who has a Christian testimony uh-huh. who James Dobson busted gambling. I mean, it was in the, all the papers. He lost $60,000 uh, one night in a casino. Okay. And he said, this wasn't the milk money. I was just, I looked at it as gaming or gambling. And Dobson did a whole week on it. Okay. If you don't know the story, it's the story of the former drug czar for the Reagan administration, Bill Bennett, ah. who had a morning show with Salem Communications. He came out 
out and publicly apologize. Uh-huh. Bill Bennett's a multi multi millionaire. Uh-huh. Him to go lose sixty grand is probably like the equivalent of us going and losing six bucks or dropping six bucks at Starbucks. I get what he's saying. The point is, is that it would then justify anyone who listened to his morning show to go out and lose their six hundred dollars. Now they can't pay their rent. Right. That's the difference. You don't want to be a stumbling block for somebody else. But through all of this. I quit buying lotto tickets. I will. Ne- you will never hear that I won the lottery because I. You got to be in it to win it. I ain't in it. Okay. <laughs> and here's what I found. This is because this all leads to what me settling a bet yesterday during church, <laughs> <laughs> which you will hear on this podcast during the long form teaching. But it, my study led me to look at the faith that Jesus calls us to. Okay. If He's really preeminent in our life. Okay, competition is one thing. Playing yeah. for fun is another thing. And like Bill Bennett said, I was just playing for fun. I lost 60 grand, not a big deal. I mean, to him, that's... But it was the tone that it set for the rest of the Christian community that exactly. was that was not good. Yeah. And so I'm not against competition. I'm not against those types of things. I just don't want to see people actually gamble looking for the high. Right, looking for the getting rich and yes. getting advantage. You know, getting yeah. getting that, that ego stroke or, you know, getting that buzz that comes from, from getting the victory. You know, competition like fantasy football, you still get that when you win, even if you're playing for nothing, which mm-hmm. I, I play for nothing. Yeah, bragging rights. If there was money involved and you'd actually win money, it would probably be a little bit extra special high, I guess. And Jesus says, no, I don't want you to pursue that. Right. Because of the faith. It comes down to faith. You know, the Bible makes it clear that faith is powerful. And it says we can move mountains. In Matthew 17, 20, it says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move and nothing will be impossible for you. Well, some people twist that into name it and claim it. And I'm going to use Jesus's power to get me some. And it's like, that's not it either. What it is, it's the faith to move the mountain of selfishness and all the self-gratification. And it means more than that, but I'm just saying that's one of the things that it means. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that nothing will be impossible for you because you will trust God's sovereignty over your life and you will be content with godliness, which the Bible calls what? Great Great gain. gain. Great gain. And that word great gain far exceeds anything that this earth has to offer, including big gambling scores, you know, big sex scores, big drug scores, or whatever it is you think you need to get high or to get you know, to juice up your life, you know, to feel good about your life is already juiced to the max when you have godliness and contentment and faith that can move mountains. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Really didn't plan an ending there. Sorry Uh, about that. (laughs) I guess there's no other way to cap that one. Yeah. Just force gump it and step aside. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so a friend of ours, well, he's a parishioner of ours. We're, we're responsible for him. He's a covenant partner at our church. Um, and he's responsible for us. <laughs> yes. That's how it works for the covenant partnership. Yeah, yeah. And he blessed us with tickets to the Royals Twins game. And I'm a diehard, lifelong Minnesota Twins fan. And they played in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, June 30. He's a season ticket holder. He gifted us the tickets, and we said thanks. And it was just a beautiful time for us. <laughs> we said it a little more happy yeah. than that, though. We thanks. said thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So we go to the game. We say thanks. We do. We, we <laughs> yes. say thanks. Yeah. And we say th- thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. One thing led to another, and we decided to make a bet. 
a competition bet. We would bet that who finished higher in the standings, the Twins or the Royals. And see, the Twins started out slow, and the Royals were hit and miss, and they both probably weren't going to be good teams, but the Twins were playoff last year. I, I'm like, they're just starting slow. They'll, they'll definitely sure. win. And so here's the deal. <laughs> this guy, this parishioner, would wear a Harlan, Harmon Killebrew Minnesota Twins jersey to church if the Twins finished higher than the Royals. And if the Royals finished higher than the Twins, I would wear his 1985 George Brett Royals shirt uh, jersey to church and I'd preach in it. That was yes. that was the bet. That was the agreement. Twins finished in the basement. The Royals beat them by one game. And that was last week. So this is the week that I have to wear it. Now, here's the thing. The message you're going to hear on Wednesday on long-form teaching is... Who are we as a church? <laughs> and I had to do it in a in a uh, Kansas City Royals jersey because the Minnesota Twins kind of let me down. Now yeah. you looked is, very good in that satiny baby blue, though. Oh, did I? Yes, well, you looked thanks. fantastic. I, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody enjoyed it. The point is, is that is that gambling? Is that gaming, or is that just having fun competition with a yeah. brother in the Lord? Absolutely. That's the question that I want to ask. And so the, does it come down to the fact that it's only gambling when you're looking for a high, when it's not competition? Is it only gambling when it's money involved? Is you know What is the line from acceptability to unacceptability? And I'm here to tell you that I have the answer. Oh, okay. The answer really comes down to your walk with Christ. I have friends that were, especially those that were in seminary, that just me doing this with the Kansas City uh, Royals jersey would be a pro-gambling move and would be an affront to my walk with Christ. I don't agree with them, but on the other hand, uh, it's not like it's a gateway bet to go into the casino and putting the life savings down. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So everybody has their own perspective, but it comes back to authentically walking with Jesus Christ. And if you look up meat sacrifice to idols, where it's okay for one person to eat it, and it's also not okay for another piece, person to eat the same chunk of meat, how is that possible? Well, you need to do the study on that, and you need to go deeper. My point is, gambling's exploding all over the country. They're they're advertising free $200 bets this Sunday while you're, while you're watching the NFL, and some 18-year-old kid's going to join in, not yeah. even thinking about it. It comes back to faith, having faith in Jesus. Final thoughts, Emily, today? Uh, yeah, they're two different things. You can have a friendly competitions of chance, because that's really what you're talking about. Uh, anytime two teams take the field, you can have your stats and you can have all that stuff, but the reality is each team has a 50-50 shot. <laughs> that's just mathematically the way it is and so having fun competitive games of chance is one thing mm -hmm. but it's the wanting to take everybody's money wanting to benefit yourself above everybody else that's where that whole condition in the heart what are you doing examine yourself you're you're treading in dangerous water at that point well the juice of the winning is one thing you just mentioned something else when you got a lot of money on the line mm -hmm. the the pressure of what's going on that's juice to people too True. win or yeah, lose yeah and so when you can't you know find that the joy in that then there might be something amiss i'll end with this isaiah 41 10 don't be afraid because i am your god i will make you strong and will help you yeah. whatever your issue is you know whatever it is that you got to overcome today 
Uh, he will be there. The end of that verse says, I will support you with my right hand that saves you. Turn to Jesus today. That's going to do it for us on this podcast. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Bibleidiots.com is where you go for all things Bible Idiots. If you'd like to make a donation, it's tax deductible through our church, and we would love to have you stand with us as we're getting ready to rebrand to No Apology. It's a really cool story. Can't wait to tell you about it. Wednesday's long-form teaching, you're going to hear me you won't see me, but you'll hear me preach with a Kansas City Royals jersey on. We were worried about that for a second. And it's all about being a part of a church in an authentic way and what makes it so important. So get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.